Welcome to Affording College with Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. Thanks, Deep 30 Guy. Welcome to Affording College. I'm Aaron Green, founder and president of College Liftoff. What we do is we work with families on preparing for higher education, academically and financially. We work with our students every day on career development work and really helping them figure out what it is they truly are called for and what they want to go off to to do, not just in college, but also in life, but also helping them save tens of thousands of dollars along this way, along the collegiate path, so that way you're not overpaying for it. Today, I'm sitting down with a couple of co-hosts, Juliana and Emma. Both of them are advisors here at College Liftoff. Juliana actually just started with us, uh, actually, it's been about six months ago at this point. Yeah, um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, you have a background actually in working through financial aid, so you'll actually be an interesting here for a lot of the things that we bring you on for. Yeah. Emma Moat, she's actually been with us since and. Well, she's been in, since she was an intern, actually, yeah. with us. So August twenty sixteen, I think. Wow, has it really been <laughs> mm-hmm. that long? Wow, mm-hmm. wow, wow! <laughs> that kind of blows me away, right there. Actually. <laughs> All right, so we're in that March time of year. It's March Madness, actually. Um, I've been a big basketball fan forever, but how about you guys? Does anybody else follow March Madness between the two of you? <laughs> I think the first time that I actually put together a bracket was last year because we did one for the office. So <laughs> I think I might have come in last place. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't follow March Madness, but I did go to Kent State University and we entered March Madness in 2017 for the first time. In years. Yeah, I remember well, that. No one knew who Kent State University was, so I was kind of embarrassed, and I seriously haven't followed March Madness since then because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the first time I actually did anything with a brag, I was like 10, and it was I was just starting to follow sports, and this is actually at my mom's former uh job but she she was working for a hospital in Cincinnati and I think she gave me five dollars to do a pool and it was with this whole group of like 60 doctors and they all put like you know they did like 10 brackets a piece and did like 50 dollars worth of brackets and I did five and I think I actually won 75 dollars out of that oh heck yeah but that's usually what happens right you, you're usually like 10 years old and win these things right. like you can do all the analysis work you want because my friends and I used to like do this in college mm-hmm. where we would sit down and go through all this analysis work for how to figure out how to do this bracket, and we would, it'd be awful. Yeah, I, and nothing, I might as, right? And nothing would ever make you feel as rich as ten dollars or yeah. seventy five dollars did when you were ten years old. Well, so. I've never won any more than seventy five dollars <laughs> off of March Madness mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since. So let's be honest about it. <laughs> all the college basketball I've worked with and watched all of these years, it didn't matter one bit. <laughs> <laughs> March Madness is obviously a big time where schools are. You get a lot of notoriety, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody's school gets kind of thrown out there on the national stage. Um, Kent State, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. UMBC. Who knew about UMBC? University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Mm-mm. before <laughs> they beat Virginia last year in, in the biggest upset in tournament history. So it, w- the question, of course, becomes what does this do for a school? It, this goes to the whole conversation of, you know, what is a bumper sticker really do for you in, in any way because we know a lot of people are picking schools because mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I always find it funny when you're watching, whether it be basketball, football, whatever, there's always those like scenic, beautiful, gorgeous commercials for these schools mm-hmm. that are happening right in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's not by accident. You know, yeah. like you're watching the team do super well or maybe they're doing super poorly or mm-hmm. whatever. 
um, against this other team that's creaming them. And then you think, oh, my gosh, this gorgeous campus. They're so good at sports. Mm-hmm. And I've got to go there. Like, this is my dream school now because you have the idea that you could get into a really great student life situation with a awesome student section and yada, yada. And then also – this beautiful picturesque campus and that's what students focus on when they're 16 and 17 years old which makes sense but there's a lot of other things going on there that they you need to unpack before you make a decision as big as buying college yeah and it's not just even the students it's the parents right like i mean how how many parents do we kind of see out there that are making these decisions off of what they think are going to do the best things for their skit or for their kid just because of the fact that they're picking a big name. Mm-hmm. I actually have a perfect example. Before I chose Kent State, all of my family members kept saying, "Why don't you go to OSU? Why don't you go to OSU?" Obviously, because of the football team. I didn't even know what programs OSU offered, but I was like, man, I should go to OSU just because mm-hmm. the name, Ohio mm-hmm. State University. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a horrible way of doing things. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people often fall into the trap too of this name brand idea is what's going to carry you into a job and into that profession after you graduate. And it's, oh, the notoriety of this degree from an Ivy League or a Big Ten or whatever is enough to just get you a job. And that's really not the case anymore. You've Mm got to have the right degree. You've got to performed well in that degree and in your internships, co-ops, et cetera. And a lot of times people just think that they can coast off of that that bumper sticker, so to speak. Well, yeah, and and – You've got to look at now specifically what school is really doing a great job in that specific program. Mm-hmm. It's no longer the case where there was a time where the name brand of the school really carried the panache because the bachelor's degree at that point for a long mm-hmm. period of time was the entry level into the work world. Mm-hmm. But now with the way the economy is set, the diversified existence of jobs that we have out there, you need specialized education in the respective topic you want to go to school for. And really what that's stating is that not every school is great at everything. And so therefore we've got to use better metrics than, you know, the same tactics McDonald's uses to sell us hamburgers in order to pick schools. Like there's a marketing effort that's Mm -hmm. being, as you just talked about, Emma, just before, a marketing effort to show you this beautiful campus and these gorgeous dorms with the floor-to-ceiling windows and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What's that going to do by getting you a job? Mm-hmm. You know, what is that really doing for you in the end? Definitely. And I feel like it's through no fault of the parents either that often you fall into this trap of thinking, I just need to get my kid into the best school possible. And that's what's going to ensure their success on the other side, because that is how it was for so long. Yeah. But now we've got to recraft the way that we're thinking about buying college. We really do. Mm-hmm. In most cases, those parents did come from an era where that was more or less the better option. Mm -hmm. But now we can paint scenarios where I could look at, and I use this one a lot, and you guys have heard me say this one a lot, where I could look at a program like supply chain management, and I could say the second best school in the country at it is Harvard, which has a 6% acceptance rate and is crazily expensive unless you know how to play the financial game. But the best program in the country at it is Michigan State, which has a 72% acceptance rate, a 50% acceptance rate in the program is $44,000 a year out of state. And we see average discounts of roughly Ten to $15,000 off of that coming from out of state. So we know we can get the best education in the country in that field for roughly thirty grand a year for a 3.7 to 3.9 kid, and you don't have to be a 4.6 with a perfect score on the ACT or SAT. Mm-hmm. That's how we want to be able to view this now versus mm-hmm. looking at it as just, ah, this school sounds great because we hear about it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's a scary trap to fall into, yeah. too, because – 
if you're picking schools for your kid to apply to based off of their pedigree, so to speak, you might be setting them up for failure because who knows if they can get into all of those schools, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then if you're just having them not realistically assess what their options are, then that's that is setting them up for failure too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're also overpaying mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot and a lot of parents decide to send their student or their child to a school that's out of state because of the name mm-hmm. when they don't really have to do that. They can have a program right in their state. Um, that costs way less money. So here's a question for you both. Uh, going, taking this back to the whole March Madness thing and the notoriety for schools and sports, my father-in-law, uh, John Alahusis, actually gave, uh, passed along an article to me a few months back showing the correlation for the increase in admissions applications to schools that are more athletically superior, are stronger, or more, again, more notoriety through football and basketball. How do we... St- how do we not com- stop that? But how do we combat that? What do we do about that? Because, again, just because Alabama's football team is really good doesn't mean it's the right school for you based off of what you're going to school for. Mm-hmm. So you know, what are some advice pieces that we can give to parents about that? I feel like the biggest thing is making sure that you do research on the front end of it and become an informed buyer. Make sure that you read into what programs do they have academically at this school, making sure that it lines up with what your student does want to pursue professionally um, rather than just picking a school and then creating whatever major within it to match rather than just picking a school and then finding a major within it um, to pursue. As a parent, I can tell you, Ego plays a part in this, Mm -hmm. right? Because part of it is you want the absolute best for your kid, but part of it is you want a little bit of the the swagger to be able to say, my kid's gotten into so-and-so and and I can kind Mm -hmm. of go ride that around. The truth is that that does play a big role in it for us as parents. And that's on us, truth be told. Like that's, that's something we've put into this equation that doesn't mean anything to that because it's not... That's not the best thing for the kid. That's the best thing that makes us feel good that we've got our kid in a Cornell or whatever the case may be or they're going. Um, that's where we as parents have to take a step back and really look at how we are making decisions about this just like we would for anything and make sure that, you know what, this particular school, even though it doesn't have the same name, the same panache nationally, is just as good of an option for my kid as the school that I think does just because I hear about it all the time because my friends are touting it on you hear about it on ESPN or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's that's the case. That's the thing we really have to take a step back and really look at it. And that goes all the way back to again, like, does it really matter what bumper sticker is on the back of my car if it's not the right place for my kid to be? Mm-hmm. And so I always frame to my kids and families like, if you're looking at a school that has. 5,000 people, it's not very well known, et cetera. And then you've got a school that has a big brand name and a giant price tag and a huge campus and whatever. But you're looking at these same programs and they both are placing kids into jobs at 100% and they've got the same average earning salary. What's to say that that school with 5,000 kids isn't just as good as the school with 40,000 that's got an amazing Big Ten basketball team? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yep. Is wearing the T-shirt really worth it? <laughs> yeah. Is it worth that extra mm-hmm. $30,000, $40,000 per year? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, really? Let's think about that. Yeah. You know, you can still go to those games. I'm sure they'll still let you buy <laughs> <Yeah>. tickets. <laughs> It'll be just fine. Uh-huh. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Not for $40,000, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can buy a ticket for 100 bucks and a t-shirt for 10 Yeah. Thanks again, you two, for sitting down with me and, uh, and talking about this. Um, even just in the short time you've been with us at this point, Juliana, which, again, has not really been that short now that we look at it, back at it, um, you've been a total rock star in working with our parents and students and making them feel really comfortable. You've taken such an initiative, especially with the IEP 504 community and really working with uh, those parents and those students on on defining educational goals for them because it's just they have just as much opportunity as just about defining it, mm-hmm. um, just as much. Emma, you know our practice in and out at this point. I mean, you, you've learned it from its almost its inception. So um, to say the least, you're, you're, you're following even more so in my footsteps on how to really take this and really run with it from a – you've already appeared on our podcast like three times. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're planning on doing a few more. So Definitely. So uh, your knowledge on everything that is college planning is just – is amazing. So thank you guys both for sitting down with me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. In the remaining time, I'd like to go over some of the questions we received. One in particular that we received via email. So the question is, hi, college liftoff. My son has his heart set on his his dream school. It's a reach, but we really want to know what college liftoff can do to get him in versus what the work of the high school guidance council can do. What are your thoughts? What do you what do you two think of that question? Yeah, I'm well, comparatively speaking to a high school guidance counselor and not to speak ill of high school guidance counselors because they do yeah. wonderful work, but they just have so much on their plates that they can't possibly spend quality one-on-one time with all of their students. I and mean, the average guidance counselor spends about 18 minutes of one-on-one time over 4 years with each of their students. So you just can't possibly do the level of work that you need to in order to adequately plan for every facet of college because there are so many things that go into it. Um, So I feel like that's the biggest difference between what we do and what a guidance counselor does is we spend 40 hours at least with each of our clients over the course of their junior and senior year, um, help making sure that every single piece of this is solved for. Um, The other part of it is that we're not here to make your student look different than who they are. Yes, We're not that's here important. to fool an admissions counselor, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I always say, too, if, you, if you're trying to fight your way into a school that you don't, you're not academically going to be successful at and that you're, you weren't able to get into in that first time around, then what are you doing there, right? You're just setting yourself or your student up for failure. Um, so we meet students where they are. And I think yeah. that's something that I'm really proud of about the work that we do at College Liftoff is taking wherever your kid is, if they've got a 15 on their ACT or if they've got a 35 on their ACT mm-hmm. and figuring out the best possible plan for them academically, career-wise, financially, and then absolutely fit-wise too. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like the biggest thing there. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note that from the very beginning, we stress to the parents that we are not going to get their student into Harvard Mm -hmm. if they cannot meet those qualifications. Mm -hmm. That's just not what we do. So we do look at their academics and how they're doing in high school. And then we send them to the best school for the best price um, and the right fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are 4,000 universities out there. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's (laughs) 4,000 of them. And to narrow it down to just one very much in the conversation we're having today about the bumper sticker, mm-hmm. um, it's important to note that we, we know every kid has a dream school. I have a dream vacation. I mean, truth <laughs> be told, if we could, we go live in Aruba, mm-hmm. right? Like th- these are all things that we wish we could do every day. But it's not that that's going to hinder the child's future. Again, there are 4,000 colleges out there. That's what we do mm-hmm. is we go and find the schools that are academically going to fit 
fit that student best in the respective field they're going to. Um, again, that's not to take away the fact that you can at least attempt for the dream school, but we're not going to do anything, as both of you stated, that's going to boost that kid above where they are. Mm-hmm. That, to, to me, is an unethical position. That's yeah. saying that I'm, I'm portraying this student in a way that's not accurate. Yeah. But that's not to say the kid isn't highly intelligent. That's not to say the kid doesn't have the drive. That's not to say this student isn't going to achieve everything that student really wants to. It's just it doesn't always have to be done through the brand name or the dream school. Mm -hmm. Again, we've all had dream schools that we've really wanted to go to. We all have dream lives, dream vacations, dream all these things. The things that you work towards and then the things that you start with. It really all goes back to really checking your ego and making sure we're not buying college just for the bumper sticker or the great dorms or how you felt that one day. It's about making sure all the things, career, academic, financial fit, all play a role in the college decision and they all make sense. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to be able to do. The guidance counselors, yeah, you guys are right. God love them. They're doing the absolute best they can. Um, But even they would tell you the perspective from their perspective is not to make the student look like or be anything other than what they are. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we want to make sure we're doing it in our house, too. Well, thanks, everybody, for the great discussion. And uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. And as always, if you have any questions, you can email us at hello at collegeliftoff.com. Or you can give us a call also at 614-329-6633. Please also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Just type in College Liftoff and you'll find us. Also, please always visit us at collegeliftoff.com so you can learn more about what we're doing here in our company. Also, just for more information, as well as we have a pretty active blog, and all of our podcasts are posted there as well. Plus, you can always subscribe to Fording College wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. College Liftoff can help empower you to make college affordable for your student. If you want to learn more about your options, Aaron will be responding directly to your emails. Email him a question at Aaron at CollegeLiftoff.com. Thanks for listening to Affording College with Aaron Green of College Liftoff. If you'd like more information, visit CollegeLiftoff.com.